0: Act Five of the Two Noble Kinsmen, by William Shakespeare and John Fletcher. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Act Five, Scene One, Athens, an open space before the temples of Mars, Venus, and Diana. Enter Theseus, Perithous, Hippolyta, and attendants
1: now let him enter and before the gods tender their holy prayers let the temples burn bright with sacred fires and the altars in hallowed clouds commend their swelling incense to those above us let no dew be wanting
0: flourish of cornets
1: they have a noble work in hand will honour the very powers that love em
0: enter palamon archite and their
2: knights sir they enter
1: you valiant and strong-hearted enemies you royal germane foes that this day come to blow the nearness out that flames between ye lay by your anger for an hour and dove-like before the holy altars of your helpers the all-feared gods bow down your stubborn bodies your ire is more than mortal so your help be and as the gods regard ye fight with justice I'll leave you to your prayers and betwixt
3: ye I part my wishes.
2: Honour crown
3: the worthiest.
0: Theseus and train.
3: The glass is running now that cannot finish till one of us expire. Think you but thus that were there aught in me which strove to show mine enemy in this business were it one eye against another arm oppressed by arm I would destroy the offender, cause I would, though parcel of myself, then from this gather how I should tender you.
4: I'm in labour to push your name, your ancient love, our kindred, out of my memory, and in the selfsame place to seat something I would confound. So hoist we the sails that must these vessels port, even where the heavenly limiter pleases.
3: You speak well. Before I turn... Let me embrace thee, cousin. This I shall never do again.
4: They embrace. One farewell.
3: Why, let it be so. Farewell, cuz.
0: Farewell,
4: sir. Exeunt Palamon and his knights. Knights, kinsmen, lovers, yea, my sacrifices, true worshippers of Mars, whose spirit in you expels the seeds of fear and the apprehension which still is father of it, go with me before the god of our profession. There require of him the hearts of lions, and the breath of tigers, yea, the fierceness too, yea, the speed also, to go on, I mean, else wish we to be snails. You know my prize must be dragged out of blood, force and great feet must put my garland on, where she will stick the queen of flowers. Our intercession, then, must be to him that makes the camp a cestron brimmed with the blood of men. Give me your aid and bend your spirits towards him. They advance to the altar of Mars and fall on their
0: faces, then kneel.
4: Thou mighty one, that with thy power hast turned green Neptune into purple, whose approach comets preworn, whose havoc in vast field unearthed skulls proclaim, Whose breath blows down the teeming Ceres foison, Who dost pluck with hand armipotent from forth Blue clouds the mason turrets, That both mak'st and break'st the stony girths of cities. Me, thy pupil, youngest follower of thy drum, Instruct this day with military skill, That to thy lot I may advance my streamer, And by thee bestow the lord of the day, give me great mars some token of thy pleasure here they
0: fall on their faces as before and there is heard clanging of armour with a short thunder as the burst of a battle whereupon they all rise and bow to the altar
4: o great corrector of enormous times shaker of o'er rank states thou grand decider of dusty and old titles that heal'st with blood the earth when it is sick And curest the world of the pleurisy of people. I do take thy signs auspiciously, And in thy name to my design march boldly. Let us go.
0: Exeunt. Re-enter Palamon and his knights.
3: Our stars must glister with new fires, Or be to-day extinct. Our argument is love, Which, if the goddess of it grant, She gives victory too. Then blend your spirits with mine, you, whose free nobleness do make my cause your personal hazard. To the goddess Venus commend we our proceeding, and implore her power unto our party.
0: Here they advance to the altar of Venus, and fall on their faces, then kneel.
3: Hail, sovereign queen of secrets, who has power to call the fiercest tyrant from his rage, and weep unto a girl that has the might even with an eye-glance to choke mars's drum and turn the alarm to whispers that canst make a cripple flourish with his crutch and cure him before apollo that mayst force the king to be his subject's vassal and induce stale gravity to dance The polled bachelor, whose youth, like wanton boys through bonfires, have skipped thy flame, At seventy thou canst catch, and make him, to the scorn of his horse-throat, abuse young lays of love. What godlike power hast thou not power upon? To Phoebus thou addst flames hotter than his. The heavenly fires did scorch his mortal son, thine him the huntress all moist and cold some say began to throw her bow away and sigh take to thy grace me thy vowed soldier who do bear thy yoke as twere a wreath of roses yet is heavier than lead itself stings more than nettles i have never been foul-mouthed against thy law ne'er revealed secret for i knew none would not had i kenned all that were I never practised upon man's wife, nor would the libels read of liberal wits. I never, at great feasts, sought to betray a beauty, but have blushed at simpering sirs that did. I have been harsh to large confessors and have hotly asked them if they had mothers. I had one, a woman, and women were they wronged. I knew a man of eighty winters. This I told them, who alas of fourteen brided. 'Twas thy power to put life into dust the aged cramp had screwed his square foot round the gout had knit his fingers into knots torturing convulsions from his globy eyes had almost drawn their spheres that what was life in him seemed torture this anatomy had by his young fair fear a boy and i believe twas his for she swore it was and who would not believe her brief i am to those that prate and have done no companion to those that boast and have not a defier to those that would and cannot a rejoicer yea him i do not love that tells close offices the foulest way nor names concealments in the boldest language such a one i am and vow that lover never yet made sigh truer than i o then most soft sweet goddess give me the victory of this question which is true love's merit and bless me with a sign of thy great pleasure
0: here music is heard doves are seen to flutter they fall again upon their faces then on their knees
3: O thou that from eleven to ninety Reign'st in mortal bosoms, Whose chase is this world, And we in herds thy game, I give thee thanks for this fair token, Which, being laid unto mine innocent true heart, Arms in assurance my body to this business. Let us rise and bow before the goddess. Time comes on.
0: They bow, then exeunt. Still music of records. Enter Amelia in white, her hair about her shoulders, and wearing a wheaten wreath, one in white holding up her train, her hair stuck with flowers, one before her carrying a silver hind in which is conveyed incense and sweet odors, which being set upon the altar of Diana, her maid standing aloof, she sets fire to it. Then they curtsy and kneel.
5: O sacred, shadowy, cold and constant queen, abandoner of revels, mute! contemplative, sweet, solitary, white as chaste, and pure as wind-fanned snow, who to thy female knights allowest no more blood than will make a blush, which is their order's robe. I here, thy priest, am humbled for thine altar. O vouchsafe, with that thy rare green eye, which never yet beheld thing maculate, look on thy virgin. And sacred silver mistress, lend thine ear, which ne'er heard squirrel term, into whose port ne'er entered wanton sound, to my petition, seasoned with holy fear. This is my last of Vestal office. I'm bride-habited, but maiden-hearted. A husband I have appointed, but do not know him. Out of two I should choose one, and pray for his success. But I am guiltless of election. Of mine eyes, were I to lose one, they are equal precious. I could doom neither, that which perished should go to it unsentenced. Therefore, most modest queen, he, of the two pretenders, that best loves me, and has the truest title in't, let him take off my wheat and garland, or else grant the file and quality I hold, I may continue in thy band.
0: Here the hind vanishes under the altar, and in the place ascends a rose-tree, having one rose upon it.
5: See what our general of ebbs and flows out from the bowels of her holy altar with sacred act advances but one rose if well inspired this battle shall confound both these brave knights and i a virgin flower must grow alone unplucked
0: here is heard a sudden twang of instruments and the rose falls from the tree which vanishes under the altar the
5: flower is fallen the tree descends o mistress thou here dischargest me i shall be gathered i think so but i know not thine own will unclasp thy mystery i hope she's pleased her signs were gracious they curtsy and exient.
0: scene two a room in the prison enter doctor jailer and wooer in the habit of palamon
6: has this advice i told you done any good upon her
5: oh very much the maids that kept her company have half persuaded her that i am palamon within this half hour she came smiling to me and asked me what i'd eat and when I'd kiss her. I told her presently, and kissed her twice.
6: T'was well done. Twenty times had been far better, for there the cure lies mainly.
5: Then she told me she would watch with me to-night, for well she knew what hour my fit would take me.
6: Let her do so.
5: She would have me sing. You did so? No.
6: T'was very ill done, then. You should observe her every way.
5: Alas! I have no voice, sir, to confirm her in that way.
6: That's all, one if ye make a noise if she entreat again do anything lie with her if she ask you
7: oh there doctor yes in the
6: way of cure
7: but first by your leave in the way of honesty
6: that's but a niceness never cast your child away for honesty cure her first this way then if she'll be honest she has a path before her
7: thank ye doctor
6: pray bring her in and let's see how she is i will tell her her pelamon stays
7: for her but doctor methinks you're the wrong still
0: exit
6: go go your fathers are fine fools her honesty and we should give her psychic till we find that
5: why do you think she is not honest sir
6: how old is she
5: she's eighteen
6: she may be but that's all one does nothing to her purpose. "'Whatever her father says, "'if you perceive her more inclining that way I spoke of, "'we'll the way of flesh. "'You have me?'
5: "'Yes, very well,
0: sir.' Enter jailer, daughter, and maid.
6: "'Come, your
7: love Palamon stays for you, child, "'and has done this long hour to visit you.'
0: "'I thank him for his gentle patience. "'He's a kind gentleman, and I am much bound to him. Did you ne'er see the horse he gave me? Yes. How do you like him?
7: He's a very fair one.
0: You never saw him dance? No. I have often. He dances very finely, very calmly. And for a jig, come cut and long tail to him, he turns ye like a top.
7: That's fine, indeed.
0: He'll dance the Morris twenty mile an hour, and that will founder the best hobby horse. If I have any skill in all the parish, and gallops to the tune of lighter love. What think you of this horse?
7: Having these virtues, I think he might be brought to play at tennis.
0: Alas, that's nothing.
7: Can he write and read, too?
0: A very fair hand. And casts himself the accounts of all his hay and provender. That hostler must rise for time that cousins him. You know the chestnut mare the Duke has.
7: Very well.
0: She is horribly in love with him, poor beast. But he is like his master, coy and scornful.
7: What dowry has she?
0: Some two hundred bottles and twenty strike of oats. But he'll ne'er have her. He lisps in's neighing, able to entice a miller's mare. He'll be the death of her.
6: What stuff she utters.
7: Make her here your love comes.
5: Pretty soul, how do ye? That's a fine maid. There's a curtsey,
0: yours to command in the way of honesty. How far is now to the end of the world, my masters?
6: Why, a day's journey, wench.
0: Will you go with me? What shall we do there, wench? Why, play at stool ball. What is there else to do? I am content if we shall keep our wedding there. Tis true, for there I will assure you, we shall find some blind priest for the purpose, that will venture to marry us for here they are nice and foolish. Besides, my father must be hanged to-morrow, and that would be a blot of the business. Are not you Palamon?
5: —Do you not know me?
0: —Yes. But you care not for me? I have nothing but this poor petticoat
5: and two coarse smocks. —That's all one. I will have you. —Will you? Surely? —Yes, by this fair hand will I.
0: —Will to bed, then? —Even when you will. Kisses her. Oh, sir, you'd fain be nibbling. Why do you rub my kiss off? Tis a sweet one, and will perfume me finely against the wedding. Is not this your cousin, Archite?
6: Yes, sweetheart, and I'm glad my cousin palamon has made so fair a choice.
0: Do you think he'll have me?
6: Yes, without doubt.
0: Do you think so too? Yes. We shall have many children. Lord, how you are grown. My Palamon, I hope, will grow too finely now he's at liberty. Alas, poor chicken, he was kept down with hard meat and ill lodging. But I will kiss him up again. Enter a messenger.
4: What do you hear? You'll lose the noblest sight that e'er was seen. Are they in the field? They are. You bear a charge there, too.
7: Hey, Street, I must even leave you here.
6: Nay, we'll go with you. I will not lose the sight. How do you like her? I'll warrant you, within these three or four days, I'll make her right again. You must not from her, but still preserve her in this way. I will. Let's get her in.
5: Come, sweet, we'll go to dinner, and then we'll play
0: at cards. Accent. Scene three a part of the forest near the place of combat. Enter Theseus, Hippolyta,
5: Emilia, Perithous, and attendants. "'I'll step no further.'
2: "'Will you lose this sight?'
5: "'I had rather see a wren-hawk at a fly than this decision. Every blow that falls threats a brave life. Each stroke laments the place whereon it falls, and sounds more like a bell than blade. I will stay here. It is enough my hearing shall be punished with what shall happen.' Gainst the which there is no deafing but to hear not taint mine eye with dread sights it may shun
2: sir my good lord your sister will no further
1: oh she must she shall see deeds of honour in their kind which sometimes show well pencilled nature now shall make and act the story the belief both sealed with eye and ear you must be present you are the victor's mead the price and garland to crown the question's title
5: Pardon me. If I were there, I'd wink.
1: You must be there. This trial is as it were in the night, and you the only star to shine.
5: I am extinct. There is but envy in that light which shews the one the other. Darkness, whichever was the dam of horror, who does stand accursed of many mortal millions, may even now, by casting her black mantle over both, that neither could find other, get herself some part of a good name, and many a murther set off whereto she's guilty. You must go. In faith, I will not. Sir, pardon me. The title of a kingdom may be tried out of itself.
1: Well, well, then, at your pleasure. Those that remain with you could wish their office to any of their enemies.
5: Farewell, sister.
0: I am like to know your husband for yourself by some small smart of time. He whom the gods do of the two know best, I pray them he be made your lot. Exeunt all except Amelia and some of the attendants.
5: Archite is gently visaged, yet his eye is like an engine bent, or a sharp weapon in a soft sheath. Mercy and manly courage are bedfellows in his visage. Palamon has a most menacing aspect. His brow is graved, and seems to bury what it frowns on. Yet sometimes tis not so, but alters to the quality of his thoughts. Long time his eye will dwell upon his object. Melancholy becomes him nobly so does Archite's mirth. For Palamon's sadness is a kind of mirth, so mingled as if mirth did make him sad, and sadness marry. Those darker humours that stick misbecomingly on others—on him live in fair dwelling." Cornets, TRUMPET SOUND AS TO A CHARGE Hark! how yon spurs to spirit do incite the princes to their proof! Archite may win me, and yet Palamon wound Archite to the spoiling of his figure. Oh, what pity enough for such a chance! If I were by, I might do hurt, for they would glance their eyes toward my seat, and in that motion might omit a ward, or forfeit an offence, which craved that very time. It is much better. I am not there. Cornets Cry within. A Palamon. Oh, better never born than minister to such harm. What is the chance? The
2: cries, a Palamon.
5: Then he has won. Twas ever likely. He looked all grace and success, and he is doubtless the primest of men. I prithee run, and tell me how it goes. Still! Palamon! Run and inquire. Exit servant. Poor servant! Thou hast lost. Upon my right side still I wore thy picture. Palamon's on the left. Why so I know not. I had no end in't else. Chance would have it so. Another cry and shout within, and cornets. On the sinister side the heart lies. Palamon had the best boding chance. This burst of clamor is sure the end of the combat. RE-ENTER SERVANT
2: They said that Palamon had Archite's body within an inch of the pyramid, that the cry was general, A Palamon! But anon the assistants made a brave redemption, and the two bold tilters at this instant are hand to hand at it.
5: Were they metamorphosed both into one? Oh, why, there were no woman worth so composed a man! Their single share, their nobleness peculiar to them, gives the prejudice of disparity, value shortness to any lady breathing cornets cry within archite, archite, more exulting, palamon still
2: nay, now the sound is archite
5: I prithee lay attention to the cry, cornets, a great
0: shout and cry, archite, victory, set both thine ears to the business.
2: the cry is archite and victory hark archite victory the combat's consummation is proclaimed by the wind instruments
5: half-sight saw that archite was no babe god's lid his richness and costliness of spirit looked through him it could no more be hid in him than fire and flax than humble banks can go to law with waters that drift winds forced raging i did think good palamon would miscarry yet i knew not why i did think so our reasons are not profits, when oft our fancies are. They're coming off. Alas, poor Palamon! Cornets. Enter Theseus,
0: Hippolyta, Perithous, archite as victor, attendants, etc.
1: Lo, where our sister is in expectation, yet quaking and unsettled. Fairest Emily, the gods by their divine arbitrament have given you this knight. He is a good one, as ever struck at head. Give me your hands. Receive you her, you him. Be plighted with a love that grows as you decay.
4: Emily, to buy you I have lost what's dearest to me, save what is bought. And yet I purchase cheaply, as I do rate your value.
1: O loved sister, he speaks now of as brave a knight as e'er did spur a noble steed. Surely the gods would have him die a bachelor, lest his race should show o the world too godlike his behavior so charmed me that methought alcides was to him a sow of lead if i could praise each part of him to the all i've spoke your archite did not lose by it for he that was thus good encountered yet his better i have heard two emulous philomels beat the ear o the night with their contentious throats now one the higher, anon the other, then again the first, and by and by outbreasted that the sense could not be judge between em. So it fared good space between these kinsmen, till heavens did make hardly one the winner. Wear the garland with joy that you have won, for the subdued, give them our present justice, since I know their lives but pinch em. Let it here be done the scene's not for our seeing go we hence right joyful with some sorrow arm your prize i know you will not lose her hippolyta i see one eye of yours conceives a tear the which it will deliver
5: Flourish. is this winning oh all you heavenly powers where is your mercy for that your wills have said it must be so Encharge charge me live to comfort this unfriended this miserable prince that cuts away a life more worthy from him than all women i should and would die too infinite pity that four such eyes should be so fixed on one
0: that two must needs be blind for it
1: so it is
0: Accident. scene four the same part of the forest as in act three scene six enter palamon and his knights pinioned jailer executioner and guard
3: There's many a man alive that hath outlived the love of the people. Yea, the self same state stands many a father with his child. Some comfort we have by so considering. We expire, and not without men's pity, To live still, have their good wishes. We prevent the loathsome misery of age, Beguile the gout and room that in lag hours attend for grey approaches. We come towards the gods young and unwappered, not halting under crimes young and stale. That, sure, shall please the gods sooner than such, to give us nexa with them, for we are more clear spirits. My dear kinsman, whose lives for this poor comfort are laid down, you've sold them too, too
4: cheap. What ending could be of more content? O'er us the victors have fortune, whose title is as momentary as to us death is certain a grain of honour they not o'er us
6: let us bid farewell and with our patience anger tottering fortune who at her certainest reels
3: come who begins even he that led you to this banquet shall taste to you all ah my friend my friend your gentle daughter gave me freedom once you'll see it done now for ever pray how does she i heard she was not well her kind of ill gave me some sorrow.
7: Sir, she's well restored, and to be married shortly.
3: By my short life I am most glad, aunt. Tis the latest thing I shall be glad of. Prithee tell her so, commend me to her, And, to piece her portion, tender her this.
0: Gives
6: a purse.
4: Nay, let us be offerers all.
6: Is it a maid?
3: Verily I think so. A right good creature more to me deserving than I can quit or speak of commend us to, to her. her
0: give their purses.
7: The gods requite you all and make her thankful.
3: Adieu and let my life be now as short as my leave-taking
0: lays his head on the block
4: lead courageous cousin we'll follow cheerfully.
0: A great noise within crying run save hold. Enter in haste a messenger.
2: Hold, hold, oh, hold, hold, hold. Enter Perithuis in haste. Hold, ho! It is a cursed haste you made, if you have done so quickly. Noble Palamon, the gods will show their glory in a life that thou art yet to
3: lead. Can that be, when Venus, I've said, is false? How do things fare?
2: Arise, great sir, and give the tidings ear that are most dearly sweet and bitter. What hath waked us from our dream?
0: Pelamon rises.
2: List, then, your cousin, mounted upon a steed that Emily did first bestow on him. A black one, owing not a hair worth of white, which some will say weakens his price, and many will not buy his goodness with this note, which superstition here finds allowance. On this horse is Archite, trotting the stones of Athens, which the Colchians did rather tell than trample for the horse would make his length a mile if it pleased his rider to put pride in him. As he thus went counting the flinty pavement, dancing its word to do the music, his own hoofs made, for, as they say, from iron came music's origin, what envious flint, cold as old Saturn, and like him possessed with fire malevolent, darted a spark, or what fierce silver else to this end made, I comment not. The hot horse, hot as fire, took toy at this, and fell to what disorder his power could give his will. Bounds comes on end, forgets school doing, being therein trained and of a kind manage. Pig like he whines at the sharp roll, which he frets at rather than any jot obeys. Seeks all foul means of boisterous and rough jittery to deceit his lord, who kept it bravely. When not served, when neither curb would crack, girth break, nor differing plunges disroot his rider whence he grew, but that he kept him between his legs, on his hind hoofs on end he stands. That Archite's legs, being higher than his head, seemed with strange art to hang. His victor's wreath even then fell off his head, and presently backward the jade comes o'er, and his full poise becomes the rider's load. Yet is he living but such a vessel is that floats but for the surge that next approaches he much desires to have some speech with you
3: lo he appears
0: enter theseus hippolyta emilia and archite borne in a chair
3: O miserable end of our alliance the gods are mighty archite if thy heart thy worthy manly heart be yet unbroken give me thy last words I am Palamon, one that yet loves thee dying.
4: Take Amelia, and with her all the world's joy. Reach thy hand. Farewell, I've told my last hour. I was false, yet never treacherous. Forgive me, cousin. One kiss from fair Amelia. Tis done. Take her. I die Thy
3: brave soul seek Elysium
5: I'll close thine eyes, prince. Blessed souls be with thee. Thou art a right, good man, and while I live, this day I give to tears
3: and I to honour. In this place
1: first you fought, even very here I sundered you. Acknowledge to the gods your thanks that you are living. His part is played, and though it were too short, he did it well. Your day is lengthened, and the blissful dew of heaven does arouse you. The powerful Venus well hath graced her altar and given you your love. Our master Mars has vouched his oracle and to Archite gave the grace of the contention. So the deities have showed due justice. Bear this hence.
3: O oh, cousin that we should things desire which do cost us the loss of our desire that nought could buy dear love but loss of dear love
1: never fortune did play a subtler game the conquered triumphs the victor has the loss yet in the passage the gods have been most equal palamon your kinsman hath confessed the right of the lady did lie in you for you first saw her, and even then proclaimed your fancy. He restored her as your stolen jewel, and desired your spirit to send him hence forgiven. The gods my justice take from my hand, and they themselves become the executioners. Lead your lady off, and call your lovers from the stage of death, whom I adopt my friends. A day or two let us look sadly, and give grace unto the funeral of Archite in whose end the visages of bridegrooms will put on and smile with palamon for whom an hour but one hour since i was as dearly sorry as glad of archite and am now as glad as for him sorry oh you heavenly charmers what things you make of us for what we lack we laugh for what we have are sorry still are children in some kind let us be thankful for that which is, and with you leave dispute that are above our question. Let's go off and bear us like the time.
0: Flourish. Exeunt. Epilogue. I would now ask ye how ye like the play, but, as it is with schoolboys, cannot say, I am cruel fearful. Pray, yet stay a while, and let me look upon ye. No man smile? then it goes hard, I see. He that has loved a young handsome wench then show his face. Tis strange if none be here. And if he will against his conscience, let him hiss and kill our market. Tis in vain, I see, to stay ye. Have at the worst can come then. Now what say ye? And yet mistake me not, I am not bold. We've no such cause, if the tale we have told, for tis no other, any way content ye, for to that honest purpose it was meant ye. We have our end, and ye shall have ere long, I dare say, many a better, to prolong your old loves to us. We, and all our might, rest at your service. Gentlemen, good night. End of Act 5 End of the Two Noble Kinsmen by William Shakespeare and John Fletcher